Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the final hours here on this Friday edition of Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow. We're so close, Hunt. We're so close to the yeah, weekend. Everyone uh, tuned in. You, you're close as well. Weekend started yesterday, though, according to yeah. Chad. We, We're football, kind of in the middle of the weekend, according to me. Long weekend for the 49ers. They get uh, a blowout victory over the, the Giants with McCaffrey putting it away uh, in, in that game. And, hey, is there a better team right now than San Francisco? No. Dallas. Da- Dallas is the only um, one in contention right now. Based on, for San Francisco, three weeks of play, but two weeks for Dallas. It's those two. Yeah, they've been phenomenal. And at one point last night, in the first half, San Fran was 8 of 10 on third down and uh, 3 of 3 on third down on the go-ahead scoring drive uh, that put it away. Um, and then the appearance that no one was expecting captain andrew luck in the flesh so for those that are not familiar with captain andrew luck versus the quarterback um throughout his career um and and there was a, a a twitter account that was awesome captain andrew luck where it's a it's a parody account where it's an it, old it, it Civil writes, War it, <laughs> captain. And I mean, it, with the beard, with Luck's beard, and it, it, he does look like a Civil War and it's soldier. And it's an amazing writing job yeah, so by they, the author of this account. Whoever they they does write uh, fake messages or letters addressed as dearest mother, as if Andrew Luck is fighting hard in the Civil War and matchups in the NFL or battle. So they would update this on a, a weekly basis, an injury basis during the week, whatever. Um, and... You have, uh, dearest mother, I've safely arrived at camp to begin basic training. Betwixt uh, counting birds during the day and stars at night, the journey felt short. My sidearm is polished, my uniform is crisp, my neck beard full. <laughs> the new campaign has officially begun. Exhilarated, Andrew. Uh, and then just self-awareness and knowing how to just win the moment. Well, the smile on this guy, too. Andrew the, Luck last night I joining the, the set in a Civil War reenactor's costume is tremendous. It was awesome. Doesn't get any better than this. And Andrew Luck famously was the head of an Andrew Luck book club podcast. That, is it still uh, around? We has given us much joy. Oh, yeah. I think that it, it's gone away. So he would, he would, uh, this was monthly. bigger than the Oprah book club. For a time, when Andrew Luck had his book club podcast, and he would interview his favorite authors during his career. Yeah, yeah, it was it was tremendous. Do we have a little bit? This of was that the, audio this was the also? Harvard version of Busted with the Boys, basically. Is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, this was this was the literal literate version of Busted <laughs> with the Boys. Yes, yeah, exactly what it uh, is. So we we we've got some just sound bites of of Andrew Luck, which is uh, hilarious because Chad. It has a great luck impression. We have not well, done this in it's a, been a, several years. years. It's probably been three or four years since I've done the luck since impression. Since he retired. And uh, it's the last time we attempted it. It was like a year in between, and it took me a while to find it. 
Yeah. It's a hard one to, to find uh, with the impression. Well, we've got a couple of cuts let's, here. Let's, we're, we're let's just hear a little bit of, of Andrew Luck first. Well, just, just, just clips that uh, very familiar if you've heard him speak. Hey, a bu- a buck, so a buck face is a good term. I mean, obviously, you you go into a place like Stanford, you're going to really go into the classics first. That's what you're going to read to begin with. But I'm a big fan of the works of Stephen Ambrose and other (laughs) historical authors. I'd love to get him on this podcast in some way. Is he alive? I'm not even sure. I'd love to get him on. Chad's hand mannerisms is what makes this the the, the gesture. See, to get the luck impression (laughs) down, you really have to go like into the throat. Yeah, as you speak, and it's it's kind it's of a little gravel. It's to kind it. of butthead, but also yeah, it is. It's a little bit of Beavis and butthead, and you guys, like, oh, it's uh, gravel uh, mixed uh, with like marbles uh, in your mouth a little uh, bit. And every, I love and mumble. I love Lux's cadence because he speeds up to the end of his thought. Everything he's saying, well, his mind is ahead of his words. Well, he's. I mean, I went to Stanford. My father's <laughs> Oliver Luck. He was a longtime athletic director. And a, uh, after a game, post-game interviews, Andrew Luck was always the best because well, oh. I mean, that's well, it was a 75-yard touchdown, so it's a great play for us. And he's doing but the math in his head. And he's constantly laughing and constantly smiling. It's impossible not to like this dude, Colin. And uh, it's especially impossible not to like him when you see him show up as Captain Andrew Luck. Get, give uh, Captain, full costume. Give Chad another example, sir. I, I don't think oh, I want to yeah. turn people off. <laughs> <laughs> the mean, laugh. You don't want to turn people off with the works of fiction that you're going to be reviewing in the book club. I like the works of John Steinbeck. <laughs> I, I, I go way back. But look, if you're if you just want to if you really just want to blow people away, then go go read a sonnet from William Shakespeare. I mean, my goodness. What it's about just Undaunted Courage, which we're both uh, reading? Undaunted Courage. I mean, the, what Meriwether Lewis did <laughs> was just incredible. The guy was the personal secretary of Thomas Jefferson. Don't get into Thomas Jefferson's personal life. We don't want to do that. But the guy had some skeletons in the closet and some humans in the closet too but we don't want to do that or joke about it but that book and Meriwether Lewis is his own personal secretary and going the west I mean I can't believe it I, I went west from Texas to Palo Alto and it was a big journey for me to go to Stanford but that's, that's, that's so hard next so hard you guys did a line <laughs> I, I, don't even know, I don't even know where to go you with guys that. did a line reading a line a line so uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, we will check back into the Andrew I, uh, Luck book I, I think I, I think I kind of got it back during you, that time. It's good. I also good, did Jeff. this impression. I want everybody to keep this in mind. That oh. Hutton and uh, Hutton put me up to this in front of Oliver Luck, which was a brilliant I, move. I set up Oliver by, Luck by Hutton. We had, had Oliver Luck at the Super Bowl when he was. <laughs> this was like the old XFL. Yeah, that he was in charge of. Yeah. Remember, he ended up having to sue Vince McMahon over it. <laughs> yes, um, you're right. I mean, look, I, we didn't. Now see he's a, over the Pac-12. We didn't see a dime of that money from Vince McMahon, but <laughs> it was all about honor for my father, and he, uh, he got that. The um, battle, the battle complete. But Hutton says, which oh, just, he, he talking about putting someone on the spot. Oliver Luck, accomplished gentleman, Oliver Luck. Yeah, a guy who's been athletic director, NFL quarterback, has done a little bit of everything throughout his career, and a, a, a man of academia. One would say, much yeah. like uh, Andrew Luck, Hutton asked me to do my Oliver Luck impression, or my Andrew I Luck said, impression uh, to yeah. Oliver Luck. You got a great impression of Andrew. You want to hear? It? He's like, sure. And then he just stared, like blank stared you down. I mean, it was he was not impressed at all. I, I did it, and he just kind of stares. He's like, like, oh, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, he's like, it's all right. But he, I, I don't think Oliver would, would ever be caught in the reenactor's Civil War uniform either. No. The way Andrew did. I, I, think lo- Andrew, I love that he did that. I think Andrew would like the How impression random. more than Oliver How liked the random, impression. too. It's so great that he had fun with that and did it. I mean, I love the guy's demeanor. 
Always have. He just seems like someone that has a zest for information. And he's like coaching life. high school football right now, I believe. Yeah, it's incredible doing doing something involving that. I thought uh, and he also seemed like the type that would never. Not that I don't think he, he didn't love football, but I, I thought he'd get away from the game completely. Right when he retired, yeah. I'm thinking this guy's going to do anything but football the rest of his life. Chad. Uh, Teams that can make the college football playoff. You and I put together a list, and this is we're coming from the the angle of it's not mathematically who's two and zero, oh, who's one and you know who's 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 two and one right now, who's remaining unbeaten as we go into week four. That's not the main point of the exercise. We are identifying the programs that we believe has the the, the talent to be there. Uh, among the four teams vying for the national championship in the college football playoff. I think we have a good list. I'm curious from the listener and the viewer uh, perspective, who give, we, give who us feedback on who we absolutely should have had uh, in. Um, Independent-wise, they're playing tomorrow against Ohio State. Notre Dame. Yeah, that's it. And the Fighting Irish. They're the ACC They're adjunct professor absolutely independent category, but they are independent. Yeah, Notre Dame is is the one. I, I I am really curious as I'm looking at the YouTube chat right now. When you see this list, let us know uh, who we should take out. If there's anyone that you see on the list and you say, nope, they don't have a well, chance. Oh, I'll, I'll explain because there's one team coming up in the ACC that uh, my vote was for, and I. I'll explain in a moment, but here from the ACC, Florida State, and I also put in UNC. You put in North Carolina, and and that's in large part because of Drake May, that quarterback. Well, it's right? Drake May, but I'm also looking at it from this perspective. We probably should have Clemson in here. Well, that's what I I, I was and about to say. Uh, I'll get into my top games coming up in the next segment, but that's to me the You're most right. intriguing game of the weekend. And Florida State's only a one and a half point favorite. At Clemson. So if Clemson wins, they're squarely in the mix it's, to be the ACC champion and, and be in the playoff. So here's why North Carolina. Um, and, and Clemson should be there. Uh, Drake May, yes. But don't I just it, the landscape right now, I have a feeling that the Pac-12 is going to beat up on each other. And you may have a Pac-12 champ who could have two losses, right? We've never seen a two-loss team get into the 14 playoff. The same could be said in the SEC. And if you start looking around, Texas and the Big Ten, we know Michigan or Ohio State will have a loss. Penn State is, of course, in the mix as well. Uh, you could be looking at an ACC champ with the second-best anointed quarterback in college football in the preseason eyeing a berth into the college football playoff. I thought they deserved to be there where we are in the season now and the landscape we're looking at. Do you agree? Yeah. The, hype, the hypothetical here. I don't think that, that, that if we're making the list, they're at the bottom. Yeah. But no, they, I, they need I, to be mentioned. I'm good with this. Okay. I, I'm, I'm good with these two. I would say the possible addition of Clemson on this yeah. list, but I'm, I'm good with these two now. The only the one I, other, other one I thought about was Miami. I just don't think they're there yet. Yeah. So I, I'm good with these two. And a lot of Miami is the perception I have of A&M. Yeah. Right? That, that's, and that's no fault. Which will change, good or sure. bad, as the year goes on, just like with all uh, these teams. Chad, for the Big Ten. Big Ten, uh, it's the obvious. 
Uh, we're going to go Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. The question is, can Penn State make this a big three and not a big two that we've seen in years past? I think this is the year they can. They're, they are crazy efficient, and they can pound the rock. In time yes. of possession, I'll get into some stats when we talk about their game a little bit later. They have been terrific with that. Nick Singleton is one of the best running backs in the country. Drew Aller is off to a great start. Defense is really good. Um, those are the three teams I could see. And Aller's already gone on the road and won in the conference. Yep. You know, that, that's a, a telling sign that they're consistent enough to not just overlook. And I don't, I don't think they were doing that in the past. They didn't have the playmaker to make the 30 to 11 final score or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, they do in this guy. And Ohio State's looking at the same issue at quarterback. Not yeah. Inexperience, I'm saying. Aller can certainly step up and grab the brass ring. Uh, from the Big 12. But I don't see anyone else I'm even considering in uh, the Big no, 10. No, me either. Uh, Texas. Um, did you include anyone else from the Big 12, Jeff? I thought about Oklahoma, um, if I'm talking about who I'm considering. I mean, we were, we were properly elitist on this list, mm-hmm. right? We're, we were very exclusive. This is an exclusive club. That we looked at, but definitely, uh, if, if I'm making the cut, Oklahoma's right there behind Texas, but far enough behind Texas that we didn't put them on the list. So, and this plays into going to the Pac-12 now. I initially list Texas and Washington. Those are the first two teams I wrote down. How about yep. you? Washington was number three or four on my list okay. that, I, that I wrote down. Oh, I'm sorry, in the Pac-12? No, I'm just saying that or, or I, I didn't go by uh, conference. I just started writing down teams that no, I thought I, were I absolutely started, in the list. I started with the two-time defending national champion and then went I, from there. But Washington was third nationally on my list. Okay, so Texas uh, at the Big 12, Pac-12, of course, Washington, uh, and Oregon, USC, Utah. Utah was the last team we put in, but... You have to, you have to put them on here based on their upcoming schedule and what we've seen from them to this point. Well, this again, this is not a mathematical right. elimination thing, right? So Oregon State, talent. Oregon State, Washington State, you know, Colorado. There's plenty of Pac-12 teams that yeah. are undefeated right now that have a great shot at doing huge things this year. Um, this is us looking at talent on roster, style of play, remaining schedule, and thinking, okay, this team could do it. And I feel pretty good about those four. I do, too. In the Pac-12 and, and no one else. In the SEC. And then there were two. Georgia and LSU. That's it. And I, 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 I'm stunned that in week three, after week three, we're saying this. Um, I just don't buy Bama at all. Now, Alabama can change our minds tomorrow. You know who else can change our minds tomorrow? Ole Miss. In that game, depending on how they look on the road at Alabama, if they go in and remain unbeaten yeah. with a big win. So there are teams that could do something, but I mean, I, I'm ready to call this league what it is this year, and it's just not what it has been. Still a chance for the team at the top to certainly get into the playoff, but it's not what it's been at the very top. I yeah, think it's I think, what it's been in the middle, which is I what think we're it's seeing. a good middle. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good round robin of games in the middle. And you're right, you're right about Georgia. You're right about Georgia has uh, plenty to show and prove everyone wrong on this isn't the league that we've seen. It's just we're absent of Bama having the quarterback. Right. And we, we don't know about the consistency for, uh, for Georgia. 
in that same position. But Bama's made a quarterback change. They were so awful that they went back to Milrow uh, as they welcome Ole Miss at Bryant-Denny Stadium. So the teams that we are considering college football playoff contenders right now, Notre Dame, Florida State, North Carolina, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Texas, Oregon, Washington, USC, Utah, Georgia, LSU. That is two, six, seven, eight, ten, thirteen teams we have on our list. Andrew Luck could have done that in half a I second. Outside, I, I did. I never pick a math guy. Okay, I did get into a slight architecture after I retired, but that's the closest I'm getting to math at any point. Uh, More of a liter- literature guy, that Andrew Luck. That's what we've always heard. And by this list, we're also saying that Oregon is winning over Colorado. But I, I thought of USC like I did with Utah. It was Washington and Oregon for me. And then it was the other two based on the talent level, but haven't seen enough to say they're winning the title. We have seen enough on paper for the best games in college football this weekend. Chad, list those next. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The weekend upon us. So close. Six games featuring ranked opponents and matchups. Phenomenal weekend uh, at the top of the college football slate. Glad you're with us. Hot my with Hutton and Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. Um, Chad, we're pretty certain, and you've already said this earlier in the show, it is, uh, it's an obvious number one choice this week. But we start at number 10. And we, we count start, down. That's, that's an excellent point, Hunt. We start at number we 10. We start at number 10 and we, we count down. We start where there could be some surprises on the list at number 10. It is time for Chad Withrow's top 10 games of the college football weekend. Need Let's, more reasons to watch college football? It's time to bang some hats. Yes, Here's it is. Chad Withrow's must-see games this weekend. Now, I know why it threw you. Damn because right. last week we didn't have the intro. Yeah. And now we do. Well, last week what threw me off was uh, uh, the music. I, All right. It was the, the NFL That's music. what I'm saying. And I was we like, wait a minute. Uh, I was like, should Hutton be talking? I almost handed over my sheet to you. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather hear Hutton's voice One big do thing this on than, every college game this week. <laughs> um, it is time to bank some hats, by the way. The football is here. Um, the weekend is here. We're already in the middle of it. It started on Thursday. Can you but, give us number 11? <laughs> number 11. I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, I can, actually. Um, let me give you the ones that didn't make the cut. First game out. Oklahoma at Cincinnati. Okay. BYU at Kansas. Okay. Mississippi State at South Carolina. Okay, I'm surprised about I Oklahoma say Cincinnati because it's Cincinnati and the Big 12 at home yep. against the Sooners. That's game 11, 12, 13, I'll say, okay? Shall we get into the top 10, though? I haven't thought about Cincinnati since Sauce Gardner. Um, yeah. Or and and Luke, Luke Fickle. Yeah. <laughs> What's he left? Um, game number 10, Alphabet Soup game. Yeah. SMU at TCU. Big battle in the Lone Star State. TCU, six-and-a-half-point favorite. This game is at 11 a.m. Central Time. 
on FS1. I'm betting our guy Tim Brando is on the call this game, but I'm not Timmy positive. B. But Timmy B is probably on the call this one. Two high-octane offenses, Chandler Morris for TCU. Good passing numbers, good rushing numbers also. Had that tough loss to Colorado open the year, but loss doesn't look quite as bad no. right now against Colorado. And then Preston Stone is putting up good numbers for SMU so far. Big rivalry game in that Dallas Metroplex area, Dallas-Fort Worth. SMU at TCU, game number 10. Game number nine, Hutton. Oh, by the way, uh, SMU rolls $100 million is what they came up with. Let's yeah, go. Just, you know, they... That's a flex. Slush fund. Yep. They said, we just have this lying around in our couch cushions. You want $100 million to keep us afloat in the ACC? We got it here at SMU. The Pony Express times two is back, baby. And now think about what they have left to give. No, Whatever they want. Yeah. The, the Republic of Oman, I think, <laughs> is one of their benefactors. Game number nine, Texas Tech, my preseason pick to win the Big 12. Won their first game of the season last week to get to one and two over mighty Tarleton State. Uh, they won that game easily, 42-3. to three, So that's Ryan nice Leach for Texas call Tech. Yeah, yes, he was. Uh, Texas Tech is a six-point road favorite. West Virginia, don't look now, but the Mountaineers can play some defense. They went at 17-6 last week in the backyard brawl against Pitt at home. Neil Brown coaching for his life yeah. at West Virginia. They're 2-1, and one, Texas Tech 1-2. and two. I like the Red Raiders in this game, but this is a tricky road game. 6.30 p.m. on ESPNU, Hutton, for Texas Tech and West Virginia. Probably um, not making it there. No, and again, I, I kind of teased this earlier. These last two games, uh, not the greatest nine and ten games that we've had. But here we go. Here's the good news for you if you're looking forward to watching some college football this weekend. Games eight through one, all terrific in my opinion. Game number eight, Auburn at Texas A&M. This is a huge game for Jimbo Fisher. If last week's game was bigger personally for Billy Napier yeah. than it was for Josh Heupel, this game is far bigger personally for Jimbo Fisher than it is Hugh Freeze in year one at Auburn. It's not a must win for Jimbo Fisher, but if they want to have the season that they were hoping to have, you can't lose at home to first-year head coach Hugh Freeze in Auburn as an eight-point home favorite. A&M kicks this one off 11 a.m. on ESPN. Auburn, seven turnovers the last two weeks. They survive with four turnovers in Berkeley against Cal and come away with a close win. They survived three turnovers last week. Very close game in the first half against Samford. They pull away in the second half. A&M's passing game, it's good. Too many turnovers the second half against Miami was the difference. Hutton, I like this game. I like A&M taking care of business in this one. The total is set at 51 and a half. Auburn has scored 40-plus in two of their wins. I realize hasn't been that difficult in two of their wins. Yeah. They did go to Cal though and win, and I think that factors into and how they I'm... didn't score much at all at Cal. No, though. but they but they went out west and, and did win with well, eleven new on starters road. on offense, yeah, they right? Won like, on the road. I'm with you, man. This is intriguing and the, the Boo Birds will be out if the Tigers win this game. No doubt. Can we get into the ranked versus ranked matchups? Game number seven. Number fourteen Oregon State, the Beavers, a three point favorite in the Palouse, taking on number 21, Washington State. 6 p.m. Central kickoff on Fox. The Beavers, best defense in the Pac-12. Quarterback Cam Ward, a player to watch for Washington State. This is one of those early separation games. Who is going to be a possible college football playoff outsider? 
It could be one of these two teams. Don't laugh. The two teams uh, left behind. The Pac-2, baby. The ones that were left behind. Hutton, this is going to be a great game between these. It will be. The college football diehards know this is a great game. Uh, the winner is not going to be recognized as a college football playoff outsider, at least not yet, because no one realizes how good Oregon State or Washington State is right now because the only time they've been discussed is the fact that they were left out of all the realignment. This is also going to be an annual Mountain West championship game. Very soon yeah. between these two. Just get ready for that. Yeah. Two powers of the Winter Mountain West. Winner heads to the 12-team playoff. Two powers of the Mountain West will meet in uh, in the Palouse <laughs> on uh, on Saturday night. Game number six, another great, great weekend in the Pac-12. Another really good one. Number 22, UCLA on the road in Salt Lake City to take on number 11, Utah. The Utes, a six-point home favorite this game, 2.30 Central Time on Fox. UCLA, third best rushing offense in the nation, not the Pac-12. Chip Kelly's team can run the football, third best nationally. Bruins defense also stout holding opponents so far to two yards per carry. Utah, they're efficient. They don't beat themselves. They make you beat them. And for that reason, it's a very good program and a very good team. Only one turnover on the season for Utah. Hutton, I love this game. Um, Dante Moore, the freshman quarterback for UCLA, five-star guy. They're starting as a true freshman. Not a great passer right now. Can run the football really well. But this UCLA deep, uh, offense can run. And they are more physical than Chip Kelly teams of years past. This should be a great one. And Utah is known for their physicality. Is it, Does it count as homegrown quarterback if you're a freshman starter? Because he's one of the few, if you count it as that, in the Pac-12. Yep. The rest are transfers for the most part. Oh, no, you're definitely homegrown. If you're a high school recruit somewhere, then well, yeah, you can only be there for a year. Yeah, that's a, that's a non-transfer uh, player. So, absolutely. Game number five, ACC. We've talked about it a few times today. Number four, Florida State, a two-point road favorite at Clemson. 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff on ABC. Clemson is dead last in the ACC in yards per completion. But Florida State's pass defense was not good against Boston College. FSU, they've been different teams at different times in these first three weeks. This game intrigues me. For all the talk about Florida State has arrived, it looked like that against LSU. This is a hump they got to get over. Win the conference first, then go to the playoff and win a national title. It's all in front of Mike Norvell. It's also all in front of Davo Sweeney and, and Clemson. They win this game. They have a front row seat to be a team that could win yet another ACC title. All the talk about Clemson falling off, and they did mm -hmm. a year ago. They still won the ACC. Hutton, I'm very intrigued by this matchup. They still won the ACC. It is a very difficult place to play as far as home field advantage. But they've dropped some home games, which you just don't see. And Florida State, this is the battle, Chad, of the program and the athletic department that wanted – to be vocal about wanting more money allocated to their program to survive. And the other one that was voting with them was very quiet in how they went about things. Very true. And the perception of both, one you forget about, the other one is Florida State who was chirping. And we'll judge that chirp, the bark versus bite, based on a game like this at the end of the year. There's also some pretty bad blood, not bad blood, it's an incestuous relationship between these two in the ACC. You've got the Bowden connection. Of course, Tommy Bowden, you know, coach at Clemson, his father, Bobby Bowden, yeah. legendary FSU coach. 
Florida State was what Clemson wanted to be for years in the ACC. That flipped. Florida State took a back seat now for a long time. When Clemson, Clemson was Clemson has been the, the flag bearer of the ACC. Now Florida State feels like they, they're in position to knock Clemson off. So there's this battle to see who's going to be at the top of that conference. I, I love the rivalry between these two. I'm, I'm fascinated to watch this game starting weird, 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah, no doubt. Game number four. Let's go to the Big Ten. Number 24, Iowa. Brian Ferentz. Wow. He's clawing, fighting. He looks like a duck above the water, but below the water, he is just doing his damnedest to try to score 25 points per game to keep his job. He's a deep fake. Iowa at number seven, Penn State. Don't buy the deep fake on Brian Ferentz. Penn State, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. 630 CBS, the new CBS Big Ten package, Hutton. Penn State's uh, not going to buy the game. deep fake here. I, I trust don't know them. they are either. I trust now, them. Here's a stat for you. Iowa leads the nation with the fewest penalties on the season. Uh, but if Penn State gets up by two scores in this game, it is O-V-E-R over. Iowa not built to come back on anyone. If they're up two scores, they can put this one to bed, and I think that's what Penn State does in this game. Yeah, my, there's a confidence level right now with the Nittany Lions, and this is the year where they're going to sneak up on the national perception of them being third, and they're going to prove it here with Iowa, who's been in that conference championship game and known for playing in that game against Michigan or Ohio State. Matt hated hearing that about his Iowa Hawkeyes, but um, hey, they made the list at I, number four, so yeah. good for them. Game number three, let's go back to the SEC. Number 15, Ole Miss at number 13, Alabama. The Tide, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. 2.30 Central Time kickoff on CBS. Ole Miss has yet to really face a passing team. Yep. They faced Tulane without Michael Pratt. That certainly helped them. Jalen Milrow against Texas, not quite as bad maybe as we would have thought. 255 yards through the air uh, on just 14 completions. So hit some big plays against Texas. Can Alabama find those big plays through the air with Milrow mixing in his ability to run the ball as well? Uh, as the week has gone on, I like Alabama a little bit more and a little bit more in this matchup, Hutton. This is... You're on the lane train, though. This is a sense of urgency for both. They're opening up conference play, and if Ole Miss wins this game, they're hosting LSU. That's what's on deck. That is a massive matchup. If Lane Kiffin and the Rebels can go to Bryant-Denny and hand them their second loss of the season at home in Tuscaloosa. I'll be, I'll be surprised if they do it because we've been waiting on this. But I think Kiffin knows Bama's for the taking. And Bama continues to try to hand you the game with stupid penalties and alignment issues and trying to get defensive adjustments and players and rotations out on time. They struggle with all of that for whatever reason. Game number two, do you believe? Everyone believes a lot more now in Colorado and Coach Prime and what he's doing. The 19th-ranked Buffaloes go on the road to Eugene, Oregon to take on the 10th-ranked Oregon Ducks. Oregon, a 21-point favorite, 2.30 Central Time kickoff on ABC. Shador Sanders basically had first and 98 to go down eight against Colorado State, and he got it done, and they win that game in overtime. But Colorado's offensive line is a problem. I think Oregon has an advantage on both lines of scrimmage. Give me the Ducks in this one, Hutton, and I think they win it big. Props to the Pac-12. This is one of three matchups matching up ranked opponents and this line was 14 and a half a week ago at this time looking ahead eight days 
I, I think it's closer to that than it is 21. I would take the points, but Oregon's winning. Could be. Colorado, they're allowed to play a bad game. And they, they, that could have been the case against Colorado yeah. State also, no, no doubt. Game number one, no surprise. Number six, Ohio State, a three-point favorite on the road in South Bend to take on Collins. Notre Dame, or, or is it Notre Dame, however you want to pronounce it. The Fighting Irish are ranked ninth, 6.30 Central Time kickoff on NBC. The Buckeyes have the nation's third best defense. Notre Dame is averaging six yards per carry. Something has to give in this game. Will it be Sammy Heisman? Sam Hartman completing 71% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. The one problem is Kyle McCord came on in that game against Western Kentucky, and Travion Henderson is a terrific running back for Ohio State. Hutton, what gives in this game? I, I love this one. I think it's going to live up to the hype. Uh, can Ohio State win in the trenches? Can they be? Can they match the physical uh, aspect that has gotten them beat against Michigan? One of the biggest home matchups and contests in recent memory for Notre Dame. And Kyle McCord, with a great performance here, he comes onto the national scene. Yep. We haven't talked much about him. It's been Marvin Harrison Jr. Can't wait for the weekend. Can't wait for these games. That's, That's your right. top ten. Coming up, our picks for the weekend against the spread and an epic speech turned 16. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. How's the chat, Chad? That's great. Yeah. Chat's been on you fire all day. You can find that on YouTube. Uh, you can find uh, some great offers with points bet and more. Outkick.com slash bet. Uh, final thoughts going into the weekend. A lot of college matchups we can break down. We've got uh, wrong team favored in, in just a moment. Uh, but we start with our NFL moneymaker lock of the weekend. I'll kick it off, and I'm going exactly uh, with the pick that I had uh, with Kelly in Vegas. Titans taking the points on the road in Cleveland. This is an ugly game. I mean, they take the under two if you want here. Um, but I'll take the points against the Cleveland team that's going to open it up and throw the football because they have to, not because they want to. Stefanski doesn't want to do that. And we've seen what happens whenever Watson puts it in the air. He has uh, 11 touchdowns to eight interceptions in his eight starts. Um, yeah, I'll take Vrabel as an underdog and the way that the, the Titans played last week with Tannehill working the play action, establishing the run, good balance between Henry and Spears, the more complete team right now, based on the loss of Nick Chubb, the Titans, because they have a very similar defense to what we'll, we'll, you see from the Browns. Jim Schwartz is now the defensive coordinator in Cleveland. He was here for Schwartz a couple team. of years, uh, of course, the defensive coordinator here, but with Vrabel, he was a defensive assistant for a couple of years behind the scenes. Now he gets the D.C. job in Cleveland, and they're the wide nine, rushing off the edge. It looks great. That's not their issue. Their issue is at quarterback, and I'm not so certain. And, oh, 
and Vrabel would know Watson well too from his time in Houston. I, I'm not so certain that they just miraculously fix things uh, after what happened on Monday night. I'm taking the Titans plus three as my lock of the week. What is it that's coming to the East Coast? A tropical cyclone? Is that what it's tropical called? Tropical cyclone. Okay. Will this will a tropical cyclone that's hitting uh, the New Jersey area magically turn Mac Brown or Mac Jones? Mac Brown. Mac Brown definitely couldn't do this. Mac Jones into a quarterback that can score points against the Jets defense. No, he couldn't do it last year in good weather. It was uh, the, the final was ten three. Yeah, and that was on a punt return to end the game. I, I don't think he's going to do it again. He's four and zero by the way against the Jets. I got to be honest. I was shocked to see the Jets uh, an underdog at home in this game with against Wilson? The, against the Patriots. Yeah, New England's played better even with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Uh, I'm taking Jets money line. Okay, I think they win outright. I th- I, I love their defense. I think Zach Wilson does just enough. This isn't going to be some sort of blowout. No. This is probably a, a 13-10, 16-13 type game. Oh, and it's going to be in a downpour. And it's going to be in bad Windy. weather. Give me the Jets at home to win on the money line as a two-and-a-half point underdog. Uh, the the run games must be efficient. Yes. I I expect sloppy play. Davey has no interest in run games. No, I actually, but more first, receiver guy. I decided to look something up because I was kind of confused on it, but yeah. just my fact of the day. So, you know, we're yeah. talking about like tropical storms, tropical cyclone. We're dealing with a tropical depression and a tropical cyclone with maximum sustained winds of 38 miles an hour or less is what you would call uh, a tropical depression. But a tropical storm is a tropical cyclone with maximum sustained winds of 39 to 73 miles per hour. And then a hurricane would be, uh, sustained with winds of 74 miles an hour or higher. That's a lot of distinctions. So, like, I feel like it's well, just going from like depression, storm, hurricane. So but they, a cyclone would be all of them. But they okay. what, I also noticed like they they it's numerical, it's not alphabetical for the naming of the tropical cyclone. It's like yes. tropical cyclone 19 instead of like tropical. You don't want cyclone. anything with yeah. a 19 a at the end of it in this country. Yeah, Is there another hurricane, name. Chad? How the last thing would 19 at the end of it work out for this country? <laughs> not good. I'm not, I'm not optimistic. Now, now I know I'm losing my bet after hearing that little factoid. And that's the last uh, game I think it, it could affect is that matchup between the Patriots and Jets. The, I think it'll be uh, – there's a chance it could really affect Baltimore and Indy. What's the other one, Davey? Washington and – Washington, Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. That's the other one. Uh, but yeah, guys, sorry, got sidetracked on that one. But my NFL moneymaker lock, I'm going with the guy I've been hyping up all week, Puka Nakua. His reception yards are 66, his receiving yards 65.5. So the guy's averaging 133 receiving yards a game. That's less than half of what they're saying. Yeah, he's going to take the over. There's no Cooper Cup. He's going to continue to be that number one guy they look at. I'm. 15 targets week one, 20 targets week two. He's going to get the looks. He's going to get the opportunity. I don't think Cincinnati has the DBs to be able to limit him getting at least close. Like, he'll get close to 100. So, yeah, I'm going to hammer over 65.5 receiving yards. Yeah, and, I mean, the consistency's been there. Uh, Davies nailed this now two weeks in a row. And, I mean, the, the biggest surprise on the positive end, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and, and let's yeah. also, hey, Mention this, too. Um, well, the two we NFC South teams, too. Yeah, but the, the, the Rams well. were they were pointed, pointed at as, like, the, one of the worst teams in the league, they, depth-wise. They've been forgotten since the uh, um, glorious F those picks year. Yeah, well, they got the trophy, I guess. Yeah. I, I would trade for that, too, based on that. The, the, 
the Monday night game, we're not going to know the official status of Burrow until tomorrow, or, or for Sunday, I guess, is when they would have to tell it. But he's um, being the home team, they probably just don't have to announce it until inactives come out. I guess he's playing based on what's happened at the quarterback position uh, over the last 24 hours, uh, where you've got the Patriots who added Will Greer off of the uh, Bengals practice squad. And that's, that's relevant because the Patriots have added Will Greer to their active roster. And has, have they added another quarterback yet, Davey, they, today? They, uh, the Bengals have. Do you want me to just go well, ahead? It was and... Jake Browning who's backing up uh, Burrow. And then are they adding one to the practice squad or the they are. active roster? His name Reed Stinnett ring a bell for you? Yeah. So uh, It does not. Um, I'm shocked Will Greer's still in the league, too. Well, the— Reed Stennett is signed because Trevor Simeon refused. They cut him, and they stuck with Jake Browning. Simeon did not – he declined the offer to go on the practice squad to begin the season. And now, two and a half weeks in, they're calling Simeon to see if he would come back. He's apparently told them no because they're going with Stennett again. Is this the guy from Auburn? Who is this, Stennett? I played at San Diego. Went undrafted in 2020. His last stop before uh, signing with the Bengals, the San Antonio Bra- Brahmas? Oh, you, XFL. Do you know, mm. yeah, the, uh, the Brahma Bull, uh, the Rock. Do you know who once coached at San Diego, University of San Diego, the Toreros? None other than one Jim Harbaugh. Mm. That was his first head coaching gig after the NFL. San Diego. He was at San Diego and then Stanford and then the 49ers and the rest is history. I, I take this as Burroughs playing – I mean, probably pro football doc told us like one week isn't going to help. There are a lot of people clamoring to shut him down for a week. They've got the Titans next week. Oh, and three could be a real possibility though, even with Burrow because he can't move short week coming into uh, Nashville. Yes. Yep. Um, Stinnett redshirted his true freshman season, spent the next three seasons a backup. Um, he became the all time leading passer in the pioneer football league. Oh, Good to know. Uh, there you go. Good luck to the young man. Hang the banner. That's right. Uh, Outkick.com slash bet is where you can join us on these. Uh, wrong team favored. Wrong team favored. Chad, would you like to kick things off? Yeah, I'll, I'll start it. I started the week gung-ho about Old Miss going to Tuscaloosa and, and pulling off the upset. Not feeling it. Got to be honest. Not seeing it happening. I think uh, Nick Saban in Alabama is going to get it done at home. So I'm pulling the old switcheroo. I'm going San Diego, San Diego theme this whole time. A lot of Chargers talk, too, even though they're not in San Diego anymore. San Diego State, plus <laughs> seven is what I'm going with on this one. San Diego State, plus seven at home against Boise State. I need to get a win. I am uh, winless on the season. Both of you guys have already won. Both of you guys have won. Congratulations. You've won a game. I had uh, – so I, last week I went with UNLV – Home dog to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt should have won that game and, and really uh, crapped oh, On my board, Hutton, this week was Vandy winning against Van- as uh, a 14-point home underdog against their Kentucky former running back. As go- uh, going big, yep. Um, so last week, UNLV for me. Uh, I also had Texas. This week, I'm taking Notre Dame. Uh, three, taking the three. And I'm doing this based off of two reasons. Number one, this is a matchup of two excellent football teams. I think they're uh, evenly matched in a lot of different areas. I think Sam Hartman 
comes out and has to throw to set up the run. Because Ohio State, everyone's expecting Notre Dame to run it. I think Hartman is known for the common football fan. They actually get a, a long, hard look at him, and they're going to see Ohio State's new crop and what all the buzz is about with Marvin Harrison Jr. I think it's a phenomenal matchup. I'm just taking the home team in what should be a great atmosphere. I can't wait. That's probably, I mean, I'm putting that one down as my game of the week to watch. But, guys, my wrong team favorite pick for this week, we're going all the way out to the West Coast. And I know Pullman's on the other side of Washington, but either way, it's basically, it's basically the West Coast in, like when I'm living here in, uh, in, in Nashville. But, guys, the Washington State team led by Cam Ward, this guy's been lighting it up. Uh, we got a top 25 matchup here. Well, I know Oregon State's looked really well this season. I have just looked at what Ward's been able to do. This is going to be a shootout of a game, but uh, give me, you know, you mentioned Notre Dame being at home. I'm also thinking that yeah. the crowd will ultimately prevail Washington State to a win. Uh, they're three-point dogs, but they're going to be winning this one come Saturday night. Wrong team favor. Notre Dame outright. By the way, we get points based on the outright win. Notre Dame over Ohio State. San Diego State over Boise tonight. And Washington State over Oregon State. Hutton, I don't know if I'm still at zero in this competition late tonight before Saturday of college football even starts. Chad, um, Mike Gundy's epic oh, speech. So good. Rant. I'm a man, I'm 40, turns 16. It feels like longer than that for some reason it to does. me. It does. And it it's, it's feels longer than that. It also feels weird to say that Mike Gundy's 56. Right? That seems old <laughs> for Mike Gundy. That's a great Gundy. point. Um, uh, and you know what? We'll never get old. Hearing Mike Gundy let everyone know who to place the blame on and not a kid. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. Don't write about a kid that does everything right, that's hearts broken, and then say that the coaches said he was scared. That ain't true. <laughs> and then to say that we made that decision because Donovan Woods, because he threatened to transfer, that's not true. So get your facts straight. And I hope someday you have a child and somebody be downgrades them and belittles them and you have to look them in the eye and say, you know what, it's okay. They're supposed to be mature adults, but they're really not. Who's the kid here? Who's the kid here? Are you kidding me? That's all I got to say. It makes me want to puke. The light applause at the end, too. I mean, too, who is, is applauding amazing. at the end of that? Do you think that's like his staff or the Oklahoma State staffers around? Or were there actual media guys like, yeah, you tell that mean old blogger, Coach it Gundy, the, you tell him. T Boone Pickens family? I, yeah. I don't know. That was T Boone's nephew. Get Ricky Bobby vibes there. He's oh, like, yeah. I hope you have beautiful boys and they have their legs taken away from them. Yeah, yeah I hope well, one day you have kids. What's the and tan? you see this level of disrespect. It's the tan, and it looked like he'd been to the tanning bed, and now it looks like it shows on Gundy that he's been. Laying in a tanning bed. Also, this is pre-mullet. He looks a lot different there at 40 than rocking, yeah, the, he does. rocking the militia. He looks good still. Like He doesn't look old. You know, He doesn't look older. He's 56. 
Um, they didn't look good against South Alabama last week. They get their ass kicked by <laughs> South Alabama. 23 so, to 7. Uh, yeah. He'll interview 300 Kane, positions to get a raise. Kane Womack, the head coach at South Alabama, said, I'm a man. I think he's less the than 40. The gig's up on Gundy, right? He's not interviewing every offseason now for a no, raise. No, I think you lose to South Alabama. It's tough to play that card. It's even worse than I said, 33-7. Guys, Washington State wants to interview me. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to the Mountain West. Unless you end up with you the right me. agent, you'll get any interview. I need two more years on my contract, an extension immediately, or I'm leaving for the Mountain West. Tough to play that card. Uh, tough not to enjoy this football weekend. Oh, can't wait. Have a blast. We're back at it on Monday to recap it all with uh, thoughts and opinion. We'll bring it 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern is where you can find us. Hot Mike with Unit Withrow. Join us right here Monday across the Outkick Network. <laughs>